This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. Now as this is our last episode of 2021, I thought we would have a look back at the past 12 months to discuss some of the key themes and stories of the year and then have a look ahead at uh, what might be in store for 2022. And here to help me do that is OPI CEO Steve Hilliard. Hi, Steve. Good to see you today. Andy, good afternoon. Good to see you again. Yeah, as we uh, we tend to meet via, via Zoom nowadays rather than the face-to-face in an office well well we did manage uh, one face-to-face this year so we'll be, be, be thankful for that small mercy yeah there was a little little window when we could travel wasn't there in the in the earlier in september so uh, um yeah anyway just to, just to start off with with steve how, how would you sum up 2021 oh well you know it's been a strange old year really i think you know we entered the the sort of pandemic period back in March 2020. And of course, it was initially, you know, kind of chaotic and, you know, uh, people were scrabbling around trying to adjust and adapt and wondering what this sort of meant and wondering how long it was going to last. And I think, you know, the sort of um, feeling was as we exited last year with the uh, the prospect of vaccines on the horizon, um, you know, everyone thought that this year would, would start to sort of calm down. But of course, if I look back on 2021, it's just been a bit of a roller coaster, you know. Uh, from a you know COVID perspective, of course, we've had you know spikes and dips. Uh, it's never been consistent from one country to to another. Um, when I look at um, you know businesses and I look at working, you know we've been promising um, ourselves, you know, that we're going to adapt to this new way of working, this uh, this hybrid working and. Yeah, here we are now in, uh, where are we now, 16th of December and, you know, in, in the UK and across large swathes of Europe now, we're rushing to lockdown again for, for another variant and, um, you know, people are being encouraged to work from home. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's been a bit of a strange year. I mean, I think as we approach this year, I think you and I spoke about this a year ago, there was some concern that um, the, our industry would bounce back a little bit from the effects of COVID, but of course it wouldn't have the, um, the the uplift that it had in the summer of 2020, you know, gone with the crazy, crazy days of uh, extravagant PPE pricing and, uh, and mad orders, everything mm. has settled down a, a little bit. Um, so we were looking at a year of, uh, you know, of demand still being down, but growth coming back in some areas. And I think you know, by and large that that's happened, you know, we've seen the end yeah. of financial support packages in, in many, many countries. And I think we're only just um, about to see the effects of those, certainly here in the UK and across most of Europe. I think that sort of happened in the autumn, in the fall, as the Americans would say. Uh, that'll be a little while. And of course, with all this COVID and um, people adjusting to working from home and whether they're going to work on a Monday or a Friday or whether they're going to be a twat and work on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Unfortunate expression, that one. It is an unfortunate (laughs) acronym. Phil Jones would be proud of that one. Um, You know, on top of all of that, we've um, we've had this supply chain disruption, which is, of course, for for most people um, listening to this podcast and uh, involved in our industry, it's been absolutely a horrendous time. And, you know, um, price inflation, of course, is something which is looming large. And in fact, just I think less than an hour ago, 
the uh, Bank of England announced uh, an increase in the base rate. That's going to come come uh, come down the line next year. I'm not sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more. And then, of course, again, marketplaces, Amazon, of course, you, know, you mm. followed their numbers closely um, throughout the year. And uh, you know, their pace of growth has been absolutely relentless. Um, but having mm. said all of that, you know, it sounds all doom and gloom. Um, you know, I, I did manage to get out of the out of the UK once and go to the US and was uh, at industry week, as um, many people will know. Mm. And of course, we held our own uh, virtual forum again just recently for Europe. And uh, there was still quite a lot of you know, optimism and resilience coming through. So, yeah, it's it's a tough Tough year to call, but I'm uh, I'm glad to see the back of it. But I have to say, I'm not overly confident that we won't be having the same sort of COVID type conversations in 12 months from now. Well, exactly. I mean, strange was the was the exact adjective that I had written down here as well for 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 2021. And just to echo your point there, I think this time last year we were saying you know, we're we're glad to see the back of 2020 and let's you're know, looking forward to a better things in in 2021 and. Uh, could probably say exactly the same thing now uh, with 2021 and, and 2022. So I think uh, the lesson there is you just don't know, do you? No, but I think what, you know, what has surprised me, should I say, is you know, the resilience, continued yeah. resilience of this industry. And it's not just, you know, whether it's independent resellers or uh, or vendors, large or small, or, or distributors or tech technology companies. I mean, I know some, some players have had a record year, but by and large, mm. it's been challenging for most. And um, but we haven't seen the sort of casualties in the, in the numbers that some, that I was expecting. Yeah, no, I was just looking back through some of the results I've, I've covered in, in the past 12 months. And I think, you know, by and large, they, they've, they've been pretty good. Certainly the ones in, in the tech and the, and the furniture categories have, have continued to, to ride that wave of uh, you know, hybrid working and working from home and the, the increased use of their products. And even you know, traditional players haven't, uh, haven't fared too badly. Uh, perhaps not quite up to 2019 levels in, in some categories, but certainly no no major catastrophes in terms of you know f- failures. Certainly from the from the companies that we cover. No, but you wonder how long you know that yeah. situation can last. I mean, I happened to be in London uh, at the beginning of this week uh, for an industry luncheon. You know, if I look around uh, the city of London, which is where that luncheon was being held, I mean, it was a ghost town, and that's the first time I've had an opportunity to go into a you know a real busy or what what would normally be a very busy financial district in a major city um yeah so if, if you're relying on supplying product into that square mile of london uh, i'd be quite concerned but of course you know i know many players sort of have, have adapted and continue to try to find ways of adapting to a, a much more dispersed workforce mm. yeah i think that's going to be a key theme certainly going going forward certainly yeah okay so i, I had a look back through the uh through the OPI archives over the the past twelve months or so, and I, I chose a couple of of stories that I thought were the the major major stories uh, I can th- throughout pro- probably, the year. Can you I probably guess can, what they are? Probably can guess actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. having uh, having sort of yeah. reminded myself and had a quick review of um, hmm. some of our publications from this year. I'm almost certain Staples and Depot will feature somewhere near the top of that list. Yeah, yeah, spot on there, Steve. In fact, two two, two stories from from Staples and Depot. Uh, one on each side of the Atlantic were the were the ones I I selected as my my main stories uh, for the year. I think first the the ongoing saga in the the US as it, as it has become a, a saga between uh, Staples and Office Depot over their retail operations, and then the in back over in Europe the the sell offs of, of Depot and Staples uh, 
there by their their private equity owners. So I certainly think that you know, that Staples and Deeper One in the US has turned into something of a of a slow burner. It looked like Staples might launch a hostile bid in, uh, earlier earlier in the year, but uh, that hasn't that hasn't come to fruition. And uh, looks like from their recent communications that the you know, both sides are talking and it all seems fairly fairly friendly and, and amicable at, at the moment i think there they're waiting now for for office depot to conclude its split in into two separate yeah. companies and that's you know, due to be finalizing in the coming in the i say coming weeks it's probably more likely to be early in the in the second quarter of of, of 2022 so you know, april april may time there and i think then we might see see something happen there but i just i think that's going to happen for for sure certainly on the, the the combination of their retail retail businesses i mean that that has to happen i think every 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 commentator on the retail on the, in the retail space says that that makes sense and uh, I, know, I know you're going to uh, going to talk about europe in a minute but i was mm. just interested in that uh, you know the recent news about the, the furniture part of Staples, um, essentially, which was you know, the largest, I think, uh, commercial furniture reseller in the United States at one point. Yeah. Um, Staples seems to have fallen out of love with that that particular piece of business. Certainly, yeah, people I've spoken to about that were, were surprised that they, they took that move, especially when it can be seen as a, an added value side, side of the business as opposed to trans, a transactional one. So, you know, we talk about, you know, selling services, getting stickier with, with customers. So, some surprise there and sort of that leads into you know once they've got rid of their or i say got rid of once they've (laughs) found a solution for their for their retail side what happens then to the to the commercial businesses i think that's going to be a a big question as well in 2022 especially if they they are then run a separate businesses and don't have the scale they they had with their with their retail side so uh that'll be i suspect you and i will be talking about this in 12 months time possibly yeah yeah yeah, so that that was one of my main stories, and then as as uh, as I mentioned in, in Europe, I guess something of an, an end of end of an era with the with the Staples Solutions and Office Depot Europe uh, being sold off by their their private equity companies three or four years after they were acquired. So I think that's uh, when you look at from from that private equity perspective, a reasonable timeline for them to to sell off those businesses, and they they managed to get that done. Even against the backdrop backdrop of COVID in Europe last year, so uh, that certainly changed the, the the reseller landscape in Europe. So we've got some still got some pretty powerful local or even international yeah. players in the likes of you know, Raja, PBS Holding. Yeah, Bruno has uh, entered Italy and uh, strengthened in in, uh, in Spain. Evo, of course, in the in the UK. OT Group seems to be gathering some momentum as well in the UK. Um, yeah. And then you've got the likes of MT, MTH Retail Group, the Austrian Group, uh, although they didn't acquire any of those Staples and uh, Office Depot's assets. They they conducted a rather large uh, consolidation transaction in, in Switzerland, and they looked like they could be a force to, re- to be reckoned yeah. with in, in Central Europe as well. So um, I think um, any, anyone that's been around the industry for some time in Europe will probably look back at this episode. You know, I think it was probably inevitable for, for some time that um, you know the big international projects of, um, of Office Depot and Staples as, as sort of US public companies as they were then uh, would would probably not not end as, as they would like um, and I'm sure the private equity 
organizations that dip their toes into our industry will will say that they've um, done a great job and they've come mm. in and done exactly what they intended to do but you, know, you can't help but think that there must be a a degree of uh, triumphalism if that's the right word among um, many sort of established resellers in europe that uh, you know the uh, domestic uh, european players have finally won out and um sent those americans packing back across the atlantic um their, their words not mine yeah. uh but yeah it's, it's been an interesting sort of 20 25 years or so uh sure. just watch, watching that story un, unfurl and now now we've got a whole new chapter ahead of us so, yeah yeah i'm uh, be, be interested to see you know i interviewed as you saw uh, alan joss from raja and we were talking about their plans for uh, for the viking brand and you know, it'll be interesting to see whether they can, you know, uh, leverage what's what's left of the goodwill in that brand, which is still pretty substantial if you if you, mm. you know, believe what, what they tell us, um, you know, and, and see whether some of these uh, former former businesses can regain some of the glory that they once had. Yeah, you talked about uh, American companies leaving Europe. I just I just saw yesterday that Exertis has acquired a large distributor in the US. You know, Bunzel, a UK-based group, very very active as well in acquisitions. Uh, sort of some, somewhat the, the shoe being being on the other foot at the moment. Yeah, interesting mm. times. Yeah. Okay. Any any highlights for you from from 2021, Steve? Uh, well, I guess um, personally from a highlight was the fact that we managed to make uh, 30 years. You know, yeah. mm. OPI celebrated its 30th birthday um, in, in the autumn. And, um, you know, quite frankly, when we hit March 2020, if, uh, uh, you know, there was no guarantee that we would survive, survive another 18 months, given the you know, issues that were about to descend upon the world and, and our industry. Uh, but no, it's all very, very proud of um, the service that we continue to provide for this industry however you wish to describe this this industry uh, i'm not sure i could even do that anymore um you know sort of short and concisely anyway but uh it was wonderful that the industry you know kind of did get behind us so i have to say it was a much needed boost in the arm for us uh from an enthusiasm and from a sort of revenue perspective but we had uh, you know great great tremendous support from industry players right across the world and uh, so yeah a big shout out to all of those that supported us um, financially you know other things i guess we managed to pivot our events business online it's now been uh, approaching two years since we ran a physical event and um, you know that's about well over a third to half of our uh, of our revenues and profits so uh, you know to, to have navigated that period and um, and, and pivoted has um, it's been quite encouraging you know our memberships have I've gone really well and we have some uh, you know some new benefits that are coming down the line early in 2022 so yeah I'm, I'm glad we got through it uh, we have some as I say some new ideas coming along and uh, hopefully we can talk about those in uh, in the next few months yeah one of those things as we look ahead to 2022 was uh, a new webinar series as well can you tell us something about that yeah I, this sort of came about for a couple of reasons uh, but the, the primary one was when we were putting together the program for the um for the two recent forums the, the global forum and the european forum as i said both of which were were virtual online events um there was just a sheer amount of, of ideas and content and, and stuff that's, that's going on in the industry and of course you'll know because you write about it as well um and we just couldn't fit it all in so we thought well yeah, to, to tie in with a sort of a yeah, surge in memberships that we've had over the course of the last year or two, uh, we should start, you know, running some of this additional content more frequently. Um, so we've um, decided to launch a whole series of webinars beginning on the 11th of January. So uh, just a few weeks from mm -hmm. now. 
And the first one's going to be North American focused. Uh, we've, we've got a panel and we're going to be talking about some of the sort of price pressures that we're experiencing in the industry at the moment and how the industry can sort of adapt and uh, learn to live with uh, this inflationary period that's going to be upon us. But then um, we'll, we'll shortly be announcing uh, the second webinar, which will run just shortly after that one. And that one will be uh, focused around uh, the issue of uh, marketplaces and platforms, uh, a subject again that we touched on uh, briefly mm-hmm. at the recent forum on one which I think uh, is going to get quite a lot of coverage in our publication and other industry journals and websites over the course of the next 12 months or so. Uh, and then we have a whole program of things lined up. So if you're a, if you're not a member of, um, of OPI, then you're going to miss out, or you'll at least you'll have to pay to attend. But if you are a member, then you know, good news is that uh, mm-hmm. we'll be providing all this additional value and content for you completely free of charge as part of your membership. And thank you for supporting us. Okay, good. Then in terms of, of our industry next year, what uh, what do you think will be some of the, the key themes and, and possibly stories that uh, we might be covering? Well, I was hoping you might answer that one. Um, yeah, just a, a few thoughts you know, that I have. I just mentioned marketplaces. You know, that's I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what's, uh, what's going to happen in that area. You know, of course, readers of OPI will be or might recall Prentice Wilson um, and uh, many other key sort of tech uh, econ players joining Office Depot yeah. in uh, uh, earlier like this year, or perhaps the back end of last year. My memory is not that great, and we're still, you know, haven't got a hundred percent visibility on exactly what that initiative uh, is going to be about. Yeah, uh, um, an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I managed to sort of squeeze out of Greg Lienard from Lyrico just a couple of weeks ago confirmation of some rumors that Lyrico might be becoming active in the yeah. sort of marketplace e-marketplace uh, platform arena and um, so I think we can expect to see something there yeah. uh, early in the new year so yeah. I, I think, think that's there'll be, be some uh, it's going to be a key theme I think from what I what I recall you know the, the way the way Viking w- w- was set up uh, with some of the changes they made over the past couple of years you know, marketplaces w- was something that they that they were looking at We've just had this new contract in the UK. Well, to be honest, I was expecting Amazon Amazon Business to be awarded a, a government contract there, and they, they actually didn't get that. So we have got uh, Mercateo, who, who are now called Unite. They they just rebranded, and then uh, OT Group Group with their new uh, version of SmartPad, which has has won that. So um, yeah, new players coming into that uh, into that B two B space to look out for. Yeah, and we're actually talking to several of them at the moment, uh, particularly with a view to getting them more engaged with with us and, mm. and particularly some of the events that we do. So we're, we're hoping to have a number of um, these players. Mercateo is one. We're hoping they will be along at our partnership event in Amsterdam in March. Um, so, mm. yeah, some uh, out with the old garden in with the new. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly. Digitization and e-commerce, that's going to be a, continue to be a, a big theme, isn't it? Uh, yeah, as it should be. I mean, it's been around for over two decades, and uh, mm. so there should be no surprise that we continue to talk about that. You know, one thing that I was um, quite pleased about with our recent forum, and actually also the, the, the sort of corresponding um, OPI publication, which we just put out, our most recent issue around the topic of um, sustainability in the environment, and the fact that that whole subject you know, seems to be, you know, mm. much further up people's agenda now. It's back on the radar. You know, it, it was the it was the buzzword back in January 2020, you know, Greta and uh, 
was was high visibility and then all of a sudden this uh, this, this, this strange virus came out of china and a lot of people took the eye off that ball but yeah not everyone and so it's encouraging to see that our industry is still taking a lead with uh, with some environmental issues and, mm. and and get engaged in much much wider uh, discussions around uh, sustainability so um, yeah i look forward to covering more of that in uh, in the next 12 months as well yeah yeah question for you andy mm. um you know, we've seen a lot of discussion um around the whole you know buy local issue and uh, you know i don't get the sense that uh, you know local players whether they're office supplies resellers or, or or coffee shops or whatever they might be i still don't get the sense that you know um that that buy local movement has really gained enough traction to sort of shift the needle significantly i don't know what you're picking up no, I, I agree. I and mean, then when you look at it from your own perspective, you know, we all, you know, we're working from home a lot of the time. You know, we have local dealers near where we are. I, mean, I certainly don't see them on my radar screen in terms of you know, just basic things like, like emails or any direct marketing or anything, anything like that. So I think they're, they're just behind the curve in terms of the product breadth that they are able to, to serve. Yeah. And Again, it's something we've talked about for, for years. It's just their, their digital capabilities. So I, I certainly think there's a, a lot for them to make up there. Yeah, you know what? I, uh, anecdotal, uh, I know, and I won't name the uh, the dealer concerned, but you know, I, I did make it a uh, a rule that we would only, you know, for our small office here in the UK, we would only order you know office mm. supplies from from what a traditional independent some office products dealer. And I placed an order personally. Uh, a couple of weeks ago for toner cartridges um i've had three deliveries so far so i've had uh, the three different colors have turned up um mm. still waiting for the black which is the one i really want uh, and, and that's two weeks you know and i know had i ordered it from amazon uh, or ebay um it would have arrived you know within within 24 hours so you know i i, I, I despair sometimes with uh, you know with, with that with our industry as to uh, what you know why it can't get the basics right. Interesting anecdotal evidence there, but uh, maybe we'll get some feedback on, on, the, on those comments from some, from some dealers. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, another thing that um, that struck me just recently as well, which I you know gives me optimism, calls for optimism looking forward, um, is is young talent. You know, I had the pleasure, as I said, of being at the Industry Week event in Orlando back in November, and got to spend uh, a little bit of time talking to some of the uh, younger generation that are coming through into leadership positions in um, in the office products reseller channel in the IDC in, in the States and some really impressive individuals, you know, mm. um, and many of them have, uh, have come up through the ranks, have chosen to join the family, family business, which is encouraging and bring a whole different set of ideas, fresh perspectives on the industry and not afraid to sort of challenge the norms and the status quo. So yeah, there's some exciting talent there. And then of course, at our recent forum, you know, we had that young leaders panel. And um, if I look at the results of the, uh, the, the forum, in fact, I just received them about half an hour ago. Um, yeah, that, that panel scored extraordinarily highly. I mean, the, mm. the four um, individuals that we had yeah. speaking that day, extremely switched on, very, very uh, engaged with our industry, you know, wanting to make a career here, which is, which is good news. And, you know, highly skilled in the particular disciplines that they've chosen to, to specialize in. So, yeah, I hope let's have more of the same, please. I uh, certainly agree with you on that on that point. Okay, Steve, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. We've gone on for long enough, so uh, 
We have Andy, but I'm not not letting you off the hook just yet. Hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna get one or two crystal ball forecasts from you. Uh, you want some specifics? Well, uh, we've touched upon this already, but I'd be surprised if there isn't something that happens with the Staples and uh, Office Depot B two B divisions in the US. Even though they they can't merge because of, of the FTC, the, I think something will happen happen with those. Yeah, I'm looking over at. Australia, where there's uh, you know Platinum Equity, they invested there about the same time as the as the private equity companies in Europe. So they must be looking uh, jealously over at Europe to see how how they've managed to sell off their businesses. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, an exit strategy there or something there, which could shake up the market uh, in Australia. They're probably looking jealously, uh, probably looking jealously at Melbourne and thinking how on earth of office works who pretty much dominate the retail space in, in business supplies, thinking they're going to double the size of their business, which was what they uh, you know, mm. forecast as, a, as, a, as an opportunity to do that. Um, sure. And up. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if office works was involved in something as they look to mm. look to diversify. And then uh, who knows, a large dealer in Australia might think they've, they've got some opportunity in, in, uh, in New Zealand as well. So uh, things along the along those lines for our, our friends uh, our friends down under and then I think just the you know, blurring of channels is going to accelerate I don't think we've seen too too much of that when you look at some of the industrial players like like the Grangers we seen, we've seen it to some extent with, with Raja in, in Europe a you know, packaging company moving into office supplies I certainly think there's more scope when you look at the likes of uh, you know, Bundle and, and Granger and, uh, and some of those companies there Certainly, as the work from home trend continues to put pressure on the on the contract market, and then you know, general general changes in, in in contracts, whether you're bundling up uh, break room supplies and janitorial supplies with office office supplies, you, you don't need three suppliers to to service those contracts. You can you can have one, so that's gonna, I think, uh, cause cause some pressures there and. Uh, lead to some consolidation. Right, well, uh, um, hopefully we can come back in 12 months' time and see whether you're right. Yeah, you can say, Andy, that was a lot of rubbish you sp- spoke about <laughs> this time last year. Yes, <laughs> stick, to ask, stick to asking the questions, Andy. <laughs> All right. Okay, Steve, it's been great to talk to you today. Just leaves me to to wish all our, our listeners a very happy end to 2021 and a happy happy holiday period and uh, all the all the success as we go into 2022 absolutely i'll echo that and yeah let's uh, let's get set to go again yeah and we look forward to running more opi talk podcasts from january 2022 Brilliant. thanks andy all the best cheers If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.